0: You can give feedback out of spite. Mm-hmm. You can give feedback out of frustration. You can give feedback out of complaint.
1: It, you can be manipulative.
0: You can be really manipulative <laughs> with feedback. So feedback for feedback's sake is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is feedback that helps other people get better.
1: George?
0: Hey Dan, uh, what are we uh, what are we chatting about today?
1: Gonna be a little radical here. Oh, I already gonna, know. So I'm gonna be, you were going to be. <laughs> and we need to have a lot of just pointed candor. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to give you some feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. There's no rules here.
1: Where I'm going to care for you personally. Oh. challenge you directly that's copyrighted by the way so just so everybody knows not our language wonderful book radical candor by kim scott we're going to talk about feedback we are continuing a conversation we had in a few a few episodes prior to this one yeah around on feedback What it's is it's a it? big
0: theme for us this year it
1: is it is it's a big it's a big theme and it's really tied to a lot of different really what we see is some exciting things happening around crema so We recently went through an org org restructure for our Mm -hmm. company, Mm -hmm. um, which really the idea around it started really back in the the summer um, to help support our desire to scale. So just backing up a little bit for our listeners. So we've been on a journey really since uh, over right at a year uh, since last January with a desire to scale and grow. And we've, for the most part, hovered we've had these seasons in Crema where we've ho- hovered around certain thresholds of staff count.
0: Yeah. Usually uh, it's like a two, two and a half year period of time that we stay about the same size.
1: Right. And so for the last two years, we've been anywhere between 30 and 40 and we also turned 10 in 2019. And so in January, double digits last year, we had the discussion of where do we want to go? What, what does Krima look like in the next five years? Uh, we want to be more creative. We want to serve more, clients. We want to build more products. And for us, that means to grow our company. So we've been talking a lot about scale, talk, talking a lot about how we can grow our impact and continue to create amazing products and bring more people, more bright minds, more perspectives mm. onto our team. Yep. And in order to help support that foundationally, we had to restructure to a certain extent, how we, how we organize ourselves, how we organize our teams and our people and what does that look like to grow in your craft? And what does it look like to grow as a member of a product team? Part of that is also looking at our culture and what we've been, um, coined as a, um, just a culture of continuous feedback or radical feedback, mm-hmm. um, which we've, um, we've had a lot of inspiration from a couple, a few different sources, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, so we talked about the why of feedback a few weeks ago few episodes ago but now we just wanted to share and have a discussion around kind of what that might look like and what where our sources of inspiration are kind of leading us
0: and we're exploring it right now so you're getting a little little bts a little behind the scenes Uh, Uh, we've talked about bts not being the k-pop band but the um the uh, behind the the scenes the
1: whole heart you know the 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 finger heart thing oh Um, i don't even know about that okay yeah it's like they make a heart with like just their, 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 it it is. I learned it. I'm sure my kids know that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: If you listen to previous episodes as well, you know that we've been on a journey where we're gathering up a set of principles that have been true for Kerma over the last 10 years. And we want to make sure they continue to be true for us as we grow, as we um, scale, as we talked about, as Dan talked about, and also how we might help other organizations to think about similar things as they grow. And scale and build their teams and take on their big challenges and adapt to an ever-changing world in that framework or in this kind of system we have just as a reminder we have um, postures disciplines and structures mm-hmm. so postures are mindsets the way you think uh, disciplines or behaviors activity the things that you do and the intentionality behind those and then structures the things that give you purpose and direction and guidelines mm-hmm in the the disciplines category and each of these kind of have four principles inside of them and i'm not going to go through all those we'll we'll unpack those more later in the disciplines category one of the key um disciplines is giving and receiving feedback Mm -hmm. and what we found is we wanted to think broadly about feedback as being a discipline not only for you individually for you as a team for the organization as a whole, or even maybe even for your product. So a lot of people use the word validation. So they think about validating a product, but really what you're doing is you're saying, I'm gonna put something out into the world. I'm gonna contribute in some way Mm -hmm. to trying to provide value. And sometimes it's gonna work. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm gonna do well at it. Sometimes I'm not. And in order to know if you're doing well, if you're going in the right direction, you have to have a feedback loop. Mm -hmm. You have something that gives you information data back to say, this is what you expected it to be, Mm -hmm. or this isn't. And maybe here's uh, something you should consider as you move forward.
1: Right. You're always, if you're putting a new business idea or product um, out into the wild, you're always going to get unsolicited feedback, no matter what, I mean, it's going to happen. Whether you want it or not, whether you want it or not,
0: (laughs) and you should want it, but exactly. And
1: And so what we're, Thinking about from an internal and just, you know, human to human, you know, interpersonal um, relationships within, I mean, it could also exist between our team and our clients, but really between um, um, our art within our own team is soliciting feedback. Right. as well. yeah, And um, even if you solicit, you're still going to get unsolicited, which you should. And that's what we kind of, we want to push the envelope this year more on the unsolicited feedback. Right. But it is, um, as you mentioned, so important to get that solicited feedback because you want to drive towards clarity. You want to drive towards understanding. And it's really hard to do that if the only person that you're having a conversation with is yourself. I mean, <laughs>
0: I mean, I can be perfectly clear about what I'm saying.
1: Like in my head, I've never lost an argument. And so you can walk <laughs> into a room thinking like, okay, I pretty much know what what's going on yeah. here. And then you hear someone else's perspective, whether it's just on an opinion or maybe their perspective on what you just said. And it can cause you to be like, okay, well, I did not, I did not consider that. I did not think that at all. I think
0: you used a keyword, which is something I've been thinking about a lot for the framework, which is this idea of perspective. And so much of the work that we're doing is, especially in innovation and technology and design work, design thinking work, we're trying to understand the perspectives of our users of our customers, of our clients. Um, and in order to do that, you have to be willing to ask, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a meeting earlier today uh, with our leadership team. And afterwards, I'm trying to build this own personal habit to kind of you know start to practice what we're preaching here of... Was the was the the information, the questions, my participation, my contribution in that meeting helpful? And so I, I think I sent you a DM and a couple other people a DM saying, "Hey, specifically in this, when I asked that question, was that helpful or was that d- distracting?" Uh, luckily, it was mostly helpful. Um, I think there was there were some areas that I could have made, maybe been a bit more concise with how I was communicating. Um, but, I, but seeking that feedback is is a discipline it takes intentionality mm-hmm. to go I need to know if what I'm bringing to the table right now is still is still relevant still useful still helpful mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't know that
1: unless you ask right and being as specific as you can with that request versus with, yeah. me
0: going hey guys how'd I do in that meeting
1: <laughs> right right how, but, how did that how did that stick or because yeah, yeah. someone might be say well what do, what do, like what you said was accurate, but the way you said it. So really, um, especially from a leadership standpoint, approaching it like, hey, I am trying to work on this. And so Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. you to, after each meeting, or I'm gonna solicit feedback on this specific area. And you can even call it a feedback partner, an accountability partner, whatever that looks like, of I would like feedback on this specific thing, this area I'm trying to grow in. Um, And I welcome other feedback, but just know I'm, I'm looking about this specific. I'm looking at this specific mannerism or behavior or, or body language I typically know I have, right. That I'm trying to work on and I want you to kind of to hold me accountable to that. So being as specific as possible, I have found is extremely helpful.
0: What, what does feedback look like in general? I know we're kind mm. of doubling down on it this year. What is the fee- How would you describe what feedback look like at Crema over the last 10 years?
1: Yeah. Um, I, it's definitely been an evolution. We very much started especially when we were small because it was easy mm-hmm. when you have five or six people, annual reviews are pretty easy. Yeah. For the most part, cause... everyone
0: saw everything because we were all about four exactly. and a half feet apart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know, if there's six people, you and I were the only managers, which means we're doing reviews on four people. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the prep time do um, you have a lot more time to kind of just think and actually process and really give attention to that person's progress but the bigger you get it's really a disservice to everyone to try to continue just an annual review one unless you have a system to where you do, you're documenting all the time yeah it's really hard to remember let, what you did last month let alone 12 months ago yeah and or the, the emotional
0: experience that you felt during that
1: exactly and i think number one it is so unfair to look back to like february and say when you did this that you should not have done that and you're telling them now it's like yeah. that's you know that's you've holding holding on to that? that for you're hold, that. you've been holding that wrong for that long no month. wonder you've been giving me <clears> dirty <throat> looks for the last 8 months right right and so yeah. that wasn't fair and so from there we went to more of a, a semi-annual or a quarterly review which helped but what we found is it was really hard to get boots on the ground front lines information and feedback on how someone was doing yeah And so then we evolved into uh, adding peer reviews, which was a super helpful. Yeah. And lots of people have
0: 360 reviews, things like that. Yeah.
1: And so uh, we started doing that. We started to, um, we subscribed to a system called 15.5. Uh, which is an employee engagement platform and allows you to, it really is a time uh, was centered around for a long time. And then they added on more features, but centered around that one-on-one Yeah, as individuals would spend 15 minutes um, to that where they got 15, five 15 minutes uh, providing feedback on um, what they did this week, their, their obstacles, what they accomplished. And then a manager uh, would spend five minutes review providing feedback and so forth, which was really helpful. Yeah. Again, as we scaled, it started to become so cumbersome to expect people to do quarterly peer reviews. um, Oh, the process of assigning people,
0: like you're gonna review this person, they were on this team and they actually worked with you or they didn't or, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, so now, especially since we went through um, a restructure, we've been asking ourselves, how, what is the best way that someone's gonna grow? You know, feedback is so important what is the best way that someone is going to grow in their skill, grow as an employee, grow in interpersonal skills? and we've determined that yes, peer feedback is great, manager feedback is great, but it can't always just be a set time, right? there needs to be a mechanism and more importantly, I'll call it an ethos or a posture of or a discipline of giving feedback on a regular basis all the time in an appropriate way all the time. And it really starts with leadership.
0: Yeah. Cause if we're, set, if we're not basically, if we're not setting the example, no one else will do it.
1: Right. Um, exactly.
0: I know, I know some people that work at other organizations where feedback is, is not, not encouraged and definitely not, um, celebrated. Right. Um, and if anything, it is someplace diminished meaning, um, you're not allowed to give leaders feedback. They can give you feedback cause that's their job. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so for us to start asking as the, both, you know, the founders of the company, and then of course our executive team practicing it and our directors practicing this, them saying to their own team, to the people that are around to their clients, Hey, I want to get your feedback on X, Y, and Z. You know, right. I want to, I want to know how, how do we do here? Yep. Um, how did I do in that meeting? Did I did that come across clear? I wanted mm-hmm. this one particular thing to come across really clear. Was it clear? Did yeah. you catch it? Were there any questions that I left open? Open loops, yep. you know? Um and I think that that setting that example from leadership has it is something we're really starting to dial up now.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it definitely starts with culture because if you were to go into a place that does not have a culture of where feedback from a um, an employee to their manager is expected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you sit down in a one-on-one and you say, "Hey, I'd like to give you some feedback. The way you approach that in the meeting, or I know you were intending this, but it really came across as this, and I, for one, felt whatever." Right. Um, <laughs> if that's not part of your culture, it's not. That conversation's not going to go well. Oh, it's so hard. And you will never. My assumption is, is that after you walk out of that office, you'll probably never venture to give feedback again. No, I mean, it's it just it probably just stifled. Yep. And yeah,
0: one time for that trust to be broken, that feedback is okay.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think the other thing, um, where we've determined that the way we do feedback now is no longer—it's been appropriate and good, but it's no longer sufficient—is the speed to decision making, the speed to execution which both of those then lead to the speed of innovation. And the last thing we yes. want as a growing company is growth is good, growth is good, as long as we don't slow down on the things that are important, which we determine, determine the innovation, creativity, thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, those are extremely important activities. And if feed if regular feedback doesn't happen, then innovation slows down. So it's both an employee growth, but it's yep. also a company excellence and success metric as well.
0: You know, something that we've done for a long time that I'm just now thinking we're probably going to need to adapt um, throughout this year is we do, we do client, what do we call those Um, client check-ins?
1: Yeah. One-on-ones with our clients. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And oftentimes it's done by someone who's outside of the working team so that there's, it's kind of an unbiased, like, tell me how, how was your experience with Crema? To date, at least the ones I participated in, the ones that I've heard about, there are some clients that will just be out of the gate, give open and honest feedback. They're super transparent. They're very articulate, know how to give good feedback, et cetera. And then there's other clients that are just like, you guys are great. Everything's fine. Yeah, we're good. And um, now that is always flattering. That feels good. But it doesn't help us to grow or to know how we can serve them better, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe even something we just said earlier, when we we be more specific. Mm-hmm. So going to a client and saying, "Hey, um, how do you feel like do you do you feel like you're being heard in retrospectives? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like we're meeting the goals that you expected? And I know there are some of our people that check in with clients and have some more specific questions like that. But even getting more and more specific because we we have had a We have found that doing those check-ins, gathering that feedback from clients Mm
1: -hmm. has
0: been extremely valuable. Oh, yeah. Not always accurate at first. Um, And this is maybe if you're a listener, this is something you might experience if you start to try to implement feedback into your culture, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is that there will be a period of time when people won't, uh, they won't be honest with it at first. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) they're going to dance a little bit. They're going to be nice. They won't They won't be super candid. They're not going to be definitely not radical about it, right? Right. Um, because, you know, we just want to be kind to each other. We want to be nice to each other. Yep. Um, it. It's not until someone actually does step up and, and demonstrate, I need to give you some honest feedback. Mm-hmm. And it's a two-way street. I'm mm-hmm. giving it to you and you're giving it to me. Then all of a sudden it starts to break down. Oh, we can actually do that? Yeah. We're allowed to give that kind of feedback here. right? That's, it's safe to do this here. Right. Um, but it, it takes some time. It takes some practice. And even we're still figuring that out.
1: And I think uh, you said something earlier about trust. If you feel like your organization does not have a strong sense of trust, then I wouldn't implement any radical feedback mm-hmm. system yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book over the break, um, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, I highly Lencioni. recommend it. Yep. Fantastic book. And he talks about that when you have trust, it means that when you are honest and vulnerable, there is no hesitation to be honest, be vulnerable. In this case, with feedback, because you completely trust that every other member of your team has your best interest in mind, meaning they're not going to hold anything that you say against you. Mm. There's a safety there. Because I think a lot of times, you'll hesitate to be that honest. Cause it's like, man, if I say this, is this going to be held against me? Like what is there going to be something political here to where it's like, someone's going to hold on to that and then cash yeah. in those chips at some did point.
0: I, did I just ruin a relationship? You know? Right. right. Right.
1: Right. But if you can actually prove and build that there is trust amongst your team, however big that is, or a partnership or whatever that looks like, then there's a freedom to be honest, knowing that I can give them feedback. They might be frustrated or, maybe even a little perturbed that I did, but I'm not worried that they're one going to hold it against me or that it ruined the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you give feedback appropriately, now, if you give feedback in a horrible way, then that's, that's another conversation. But if you do it in a very kind and loving way, then there's a trust built that, okay, there's still safety in this relationship because I haven't ruined anything.
0: Yeah. I, and that's so nuanced. It is, you know, I'm thinking about marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Right. I mean, Jess and I, are you I don't how long have you and Lisa been married?
1: Uh fifteen years.
0: Yeah. And I think we're we're just a couple of years ahead of you. So I think 17, I should know that. Seventeen? Yeah, seventeen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's close. It's close. <laughs>
0: um, and even, you know, we don't we don't we're not of some people like they operate in a, a, a radical candor is just a heated arguments are comfortable with um, they're comfortable with that. We don't argue too much. But it was, there are times, there are moments that when we give each other feedback about something that either we saw or we were convicted about or we, we had an opinion about, and sometimes it's fine. It's, a, it's, it's okay, cool. Yeah, appreciate, I appreciate that. I didn't even notice. Thanks for pointing it out. And then there are days where you just like, you didn't know that person had a bad day at work right. or didn't feel real great that day or... Maybe the kids were just pestering them, you know, whatever. You don't know this other context that brings how they're going to react to the feedback. Has nothing to do with the feedback itself. The feedback Mm -hmm. may or may not have been accurate and helpful and kind, but it's going to be filtered through a bunch of other life
1: experiences that
0: person is going through. Right, right.
1: Absolutely. And And so I think that's where...
0: where, yeah, go ahead.
1: Just the objectivity of it. Yes. And I think as long as you've kind of, and I think sometimes I think we'll have to, as we kind of go on this new venture is almost awkwardly be awkwardly intentional to say Mm -hmm. here, here are the guidelines of feedback. Here are the rules of the road, so to speak, Yeah. that if it's given in an appropriate way and it's not received well, be as objective as possible because it can be easy to think again, going back to, oh, did I say something wrong? Well, not really. It just may be that the other person just, there's something maybe in their personal life that's going, not going well. Right. And so it's so easy to be like, oh man, maybe I was mean. I'm not going to give feedback anymore. It's like, just stick with it. Just let it, let it lie. Let it ride. And because it's so easy to be like, I did something wrong. Well, no, it just, that person may be having a rough filter to hear that through today. And that's okay. Um, Feedback is not easy. It's Uh extremely difficult. Yep. Um, and so it's not an easy journey, but it's something that needs to happen because it's a really good thing.
0: Another book that we've been reading, and we mentioned it recently, but our, our leadership team is reading this as well, is No Rules Rules by mm-hmm. um, Reed Hoffman and, oh my gosh, why do I always forget her name? Oh, oh Aaron, Aaron Meyer, of course. Yeah, Aaron Meyer. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll, I would say a good portion of this book is about their feedback culture.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Yep.
0: Um, and how they do it, how it works. There are a few things that they have luxury to do. And we've pointed this out before, given the size of the organization, the, the way that they are able to, um, retain talent at a high, what do they call it? Talent density Mm -hmm. based off a really high pay grades. Right. That alone is a pretty luxury. A lot of companies don't have that luxury. We don't have that luxury. Um, but they have four A's, which I think are nice and memorable. Yeah, four A's that help them to know how to both give and receive back. So there's two that are for give, and then there's two that are for uh, for receiving. Mm-hmm. The two give A's are aim to assist, mm. and I think that's that goes back to what we would consider a postures. You know, give it with humility and confidence. Give it with, you know, curiosity to understand that this is this is meant well for the person. Um, but don't. I think on the on the flip side of that, look I mean, sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the flip side of that, um, you can give feedback out of spite. Mm-hmm. You can give feedback out of frustration. You can give feedback out of complaint.
1: It you can be manipulative.
0: You can be really manipulative <laughs> with feedback. So feedback for feedback's sake is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is feedback that helps other people get better. Mm-hmm. And if you all have the posture of desiring for each other to be better, then feedback is useful. So that's the first one. Aim to assist. The second one is make it actionable. So <clears throat> second A is actionable. And this is really good. So I think it comes across as complaining when you leave a meeting and you say, nothing you said there was helpful. Thanks. Right. Right. Like, that's, that's just you complaining. Or why would you even say that? You know, like Mm -hmm. that is technically feedback, but all it is, is complaining. But when you say, Hey, what you said there wasn't super clear, maybe next time you could bring an analogy to help us get it a little bit better. Or, you know, when you, um, when I actually gave feedback earlier to someone on our team, you know, when you go to ask a question, sometimes you try to justify Mm -hmm. asking the question. So you go and say, well, the question that leads me to a question that I'd like to ask. And then they ask a question. So I just said, Hey, don't, don't put the little justification at the beginning, Mm -hmm. because for me, it actually makes me think that you're, um, you're not confident in your question. Mm -hmm. So instead leave that front part off and just ask the question, Mm -hmm. you're going to come across more confident and, um, and really more clear. Mm -hmm. And so that feedback is giving them actionable. Like, here's a specific way that I think I would, that might help you Mm -hmm. is do it differently and here's a suggestion of how you might do that right But if you're on the receiving side there's two A's so appreciate it and actually this person did send me a slack message back in the, and literally they've read this book it does help um, they said I appreciate that and that's by default we're going to try to train our team to say thanks for the feedback mm-hmm. whether they like it or whether they don't like it but just to get any discipline in a habit in a routine of saying, I, I know that was hard for you to give it. So I appreciate you giving it. Mm. Um, especially if you gave it to it, gave me feedback that was trying to assist me and that was actionable. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last is accept or deny. When you get feedback, you don't have to do anything with it, it can just be received.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't
0: have to mean that you have to go change every time you get a new piece of data. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we struggle, our clients struggle with, and we struggle with, frankly that sometimes when you're building a product, you will have one customer that comes back and says, oh, you know, it'd be really great is if I had this feature. Mm-hmm. And then you drop everything and you reprioritize based off of one little piece of one, one data point of feedback. Mm-hmm. And then you end up building a product that's for one customer instead of for maybe what your goal was before. Right. Now, if you heard that piece of feedback and you go, "Hmm, I wonder if that's a trend. I wonder if I wonder if that's, that's probably happening on a regular basis. That's
1: the third time I've heard that.
0: Yeah. Now you can go, Hmm, I should probably be listening to that feedback. There's some action I need to take there. Yep. Um, So that's the four. Gets, aim, aim to assist, actionable, appreciate, and accept or decline. I, I just thought those four A's were really helpful in this book.
1: Yeah. And it gives you a chance to reflect and then respond. Like if yes. someone gives you a piece of feedback, it's like, oh, interesting. I wonder. And even if you choose to discard it, it can be rather than discard it and like, nah, I'm not gonna pay yeah. attention to that. It can be more like, I don't see it that way, but I know that they 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 are looking out for my best. So yeah. I'm gonna keep that in mind. You know, I'm gonna keep that in mind right. and watch out for that.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it forces you if you do have a posture of curiosity, it forces you to go back and go, why did they see it that way? Mm-hmm. I may not agree with them, but I wonder why their perspective is that. Mm-hmm. What led them to that? Right. Maybe it wasn't maybe the feedback that they gave specifically actually connected to another dot that I wasn't clear on. Right. You know, so maybe the feedback is, Oh, you know what? It's because I didn't mention this other thing. Oh, mm-hmm. Dang it. Right. You know, like, okay, next time I do it, I'll, I'll mention that other thing because that'll help to clarify, you know, right. or that'll
1: help to communicate yeah. that better. Yeah. They didn't have this context. Of course they saw it that way. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, I need to work on ac- actually what I need to work on is giving more context. Right. Being, or being clear. That's yeah. a great example. Um, that really so that's one source of inspiration. The other one is radical candor. Yeah, we kicked off that episode um, with that, with uh, by Kim Scott, and she has her um, two principles around um, challenging. Caring personally is the first one, which yep. I would say uh, goes to aim to assist. So you're doing it for yeah. the good. Yeah. So that really jives well there, and then challenging directly. So being actionable. Mm -hmm. So not uh, beating around the bush, not trying to sandwich some negative feedback and like a compliment sandwich. Like, you know what? You're really good at this. I really want to talk to you about this. But Uh as we leave today, you're really good at this. Just to be clear, I love you. You're beautiful. And you just suck at this other thing in the middle. That's right. I just (laughs) want to let you know that I don't like you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Right. Um, that's that's your and I's relationship. Dude. Right. We, we don't need to get into that right
1: now. Right, right, right. Um, there's a, she has a really good two-by-two, uh, two actually, along this um, line of caring personally and challenging directly. And radical candor sits on the top right of care personally and challenge directly. Then there's obnoxious aggression, manipulative insincerity, which is really hard to say, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then ruinous empathy. And uh, manipulative insincerity, um, that is when you are, you're just really nonchalant with the feedback and you're just really, you're not really sincere with the Mm -hmm. feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. You're saying, oh yeah, you're you're, you're doing great. Well, that's that's not, no, you're not. You're caring personally too much at that point. You're not willing. Yeah. It's uh, not
0: balancing it with the challenge directly.
1: Right. Exactly. So really you're leaving the person with a lot of ambiguity. It's like Mm -hmm. so... Am I good? Am, am yeah. I not doing good? Yeah. Um, and then in her study, I find this information um, fascinating is that most people would rather have a boss that's obnoxious, ob- obnoxious, obnoxiously aggressive, say it five times, in five. ruinous uh, em- empathy or manipulative insincerity. They want people like, just set me straight, give it to me straight. They'd rather have someone who does that, but does it in kind of a jerkish way then not mm-hmm. all of her research showed that which i found interesting because so they don't so want somebody of, to be passive aggressive they don't want passive aggressive they don't want someone that continues to give good feedback even when you're not doing a good job because she opens up her book um, long story short she opens up her book where someone after years left or was fired they had no idea why and then they realized that over the last years that they've been giving had been given good feedback when they shouldn't have. And he's like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that years ago? Um, But they just, they were basically being insincere with their feedback. They weren't, they were cared too much. Well, they thought they cared too much. Mm -hmm. They didn't give honest, challenging, direct feedback. And the person walked out of the restaurant or the coffee shop after that conversation, being like, just so upset. It's like, you should have told me this years ago. So I could have had the opportunity to change. So I guess if you struggle or have this idea of like, man, feedback's gonna be super hard because I hate conflict. I don't want to make people mad. I don't like hurting feelings. Well, one, no one does. No. There's not really anyone that enjoys conflict, um, for the most part. Maybe some people, but on the majority, most people there don't. are people that like to pick fights, but right they want, but they don't they don't really want to give
0: feedback. They right. just want to pick fights. And that's they just want to argue. It's a different thing. Exactly.
1: So maybe use that as you approach this um, as a mental method of like I I don't want this person that I'm leading in three years that if they had to leave they would have, the last thing they say to me is why didn't you tell me that years ago
0: I I think I think that gets back to if you're trying to imagine all this conversation is around yes workplace workplace culture <clears throat> but really creating and building teams and organizations that flourish. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to imagine an environment where the best work of people's lives are being done, there is just this level of communication and feedback that's happening so frequently and so candidly, but with care and compassion and, um, kindness that you don't, you, you still love going to work every day. You're not afraid to go in and get feedback. Mm -hmm. It's not like that builds up a, um, fear, right? Instead, it's, I can go into work. I might get feedback that'll help me get better. And you know what? I, well, it'll be safe for me to give people feedback if it's not going exactly, or something didn't go the way that I think it maybe should have. Right. And I mean, there's a whole broader like cultural context conversation here that the world is polarized right now mm-hmm. in the ability to actually give each other helpful feedback mm-hmm. rather than just pointing fingers and yelling.
1: Right. Right.
0: And I think there are workplaces that pointing fingers and yelling or blaming a blame culture, which I I want to do a whole other podcast episode just on blaming, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, rather than taking responsibility, listening carefully and intently to get feedback and doing something useful with it. Um, I think that I I can't imagine someone thinking about imagining their workplace and going, I wish it wasn't that way. Right. I think we would all really want it to be that way. I'm just not sure how many companies and organizations and teams are willing to put in the work to make Mm -hmm. it that way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's hard. And I do want to make a distinction between, and this might be another podcast, which would be really interesting, is that there is healthy conflict and debate that all teams should have. You should have that in your organization. What we're talking about is just one-way feedback. So it could be easy to, to not misconstrue, but combine the two. like so debate
0: versus feedback.
1: Yeah, debate versus feedback. It's like, okay, we can be in a meeting and I'm not giving you feedback. We're just having a disagreement and you can disagree well. You can have good, healthy conflict. It can even be emotional and heated conflict, but it can still be handled very well. Yeah. That is different than feedback. And the reason I'm I'm differentiating is because even in my own head, I was thinking through different scenarios and I'm thinking like, no, that's conflict. Okay. Get back to, no, that's conflict. It's like, it could be easy to be like feedback. Think of feedback as it's a one, not always, but typically it's a one way. It's a one way path. I'm giving you some feedback. You're saying, thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate I think that feedback. I
0: hear what you're saying. I'd want to be careful to not to, to refer to it as one way, because that might sound
1: like there isn't a two, two people participating. Right. Well, if you think about it, just in like noise and you've yes. got two people here, no one can see me except for you. But anyways, yeah. you've got two hands here. Yeah. Someone says something and the other person receives it. They're not necessarily sending anything back. Correct. They've received the feedback, but that's still a healthy relationship.
0: I think the only, maybe the only way that there's a response is an, um, affirming that it was heard
1: or even a clarification or a clarification.
0: Yeah. And a, I think that's something they talk about. No, the rules rules is it's okay to ask, tell me more. Yeah. Help me understand. Help me understand that a little bit more. It is maybe not appropriate necessarily to be like, you're wrong.
1: Or, well, let me give you some feedback. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Instead it's, oh, interesting. Thank you for that feedback. Can you, can you give me a little bit more context? Cause I'd, I'd, I'd like to understand how, how I can get better. I want to understand your perspective.
1: Yeah. And that's where there's a lot of, I think some good, I don't want to call them rules, but just guiding principles when you're practicing feedback in your organization as the giver, but also as the receiver, the receiver's job. And my, um, my assumption is that the main response of the receiver is to seek understanding. Yep. Asking lots of questions as much as you need to get like, okay, I understand that. Thank you.
0: Now I get your perspective for that feedback,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's another book that we haven't touched on that is, has been a required read at Crema um, multipliers. And it talks a lot about this diminisher, um, uh, we, I think what we're describing when you're, you're talking about the person that just wants conflict or an argument is really more in that, that kind of diminisher bucket mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. a multiplier, which is someone who's saying, help me to understand more. How can I unlock what you're saying? You're mm-hmm. always looking for an opportunity to unlock the potential of the moment or a person mm-hmm. versus saying, oh, you just don't get it. You don't mm-hmm. have enough context and I'm not going to waste my time giving you the context, mm-hmm. you know. And that diminisher versus multiplier has been a very influential for how we think about how are we intentionally diminishing people on, and then sometimes how are we accidentally dimin- diminishing somebody? Um, yep. we're, we're not meaning to, to when they give us feedback, we're not meaning to be like, oh well, yeah, but let me explain. Mm-hmm. No, you just didn't get it. Right. Instead it's, you gave me feedback. Oh man, I really appreciate that. Can you tell me more? I want I, I want to get better at this. So how can I have been more clear?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: um, make, yep. Give me some actionable. That's where you have to, you're asking them, make it actionable for me.
1: Right. Um, I think and that's I think super exciting. It is. And giving feedback on the giver side, I feel like less, for the most part, less is more. I know that I've done this in the past. Yes. To where it's like you start not necessarily beating around the bush, but you start qualifying things like, oh man, I think I hurt this person. So I'm just gonna keep talking to try to you were in the
0: room with me (laughs) and my wife two days ago. Let's
1: let's, I'm just gonna try to couch this a little bit more, maybe land it a little bit softer, maybe even ask, Are you okay?
0: Now I'm gonna backtrack.
1: It's like that really doesn't destroy, but maybe diminishes your credibility a little yeah. bit because yeah. you, you weren't confident in it. Um, it, it sounds insincere that maybe you weren't for sure that this is feedback you wanted to give or should give. You just did it, uh, maybe out of spite. So if you're giving feedback as awkward as it may seem, be as direct in a kind way as possible, but don't give a whole bunch of filler language. Don't yeah. give a whole bunch of explanatory because at that point the person is like, so I'm confused. What are you trying to tell me here? Yeah.
0: Is it good or is it bad? Why are you backtracking? Why are you saying more right. words? Stop talking. Right. Just,
1: right. You know, Cause if I'm, if you're giving me feedback and you don't seem sure about it, it's like, are you sure this is what really happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Are, is this help me understand here? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. So
0: I think we've got a lot of work to do. <clears throat> we've got a lot of work to do creating, Maybe some helpful guidelines. Maybe I don't want guidelines sounds too strong.
1: I would so, say principles. Just guiding principles. principles. Yeah. yeah. Some
0: guiding principles of here's some things to look for. Here's some things to listen for. I love these the four A's. Make it actionable. Mm-hmm. Or if you go to radical candor, make it um, do it with compassion, right? And be direct. Uh, and be direct. Yeah. And be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then in the receiving side, only ask for clarity. Appreciate that the person had to be brave to reach out and actually say something that that was a, that's a vulnerable thing to do to even give feedback for some people, especially in Crema. We're on on probably maybe the other end of the spectrum from what other companies might experience where radical candor, we got nothing but candor around here and everybody will tell you exactly what they're thinking and Mm -hmm. everybody thinks everybody else sucks. We're on almost the exact other end of the spectrum where everyone's great everyone's right. amazing yeah. and we're all it's, oh, it's okay you're beautiful and all that is good but where we're gonna where for us it's gonna be more difficult is to bring us back to being willing to say you are beautiful and great and we love you and that's why i'm gonna give you some feedback
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right because i actually do care about you and i want you to get better mm-hmm And, and, and I, and, and, oh, by the way, when I mess up, I want you to tell me how I can get better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to just be, I don't think our mindset is going to change until our behaviors change. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to have to implement some, I mean, I started doing it today, so I'm hoping I can start practicing so I can, we can start setting that example.
1: Yep. And the clearer your values are and Mm. the way you expect people to Behave the way you expect people to, you know, the posture that you want them to have, mindset coming into work, cultural norms, all of that. If that's clear and your feedback is based off of that versus my own subjective opinion, right, then feedback, I might, again, my assumption is because this is brand new for us, is that it will be not easier, but maybe a simpler on ramp into a culture of feedback. Because you're so clear on those things that just are core to who your company is. Yep. Um, but if you're not even clear on that, if you're not clear on your values or your purpose and people are confused as to we our values say this, but we do the exact opposite, then feedback is just going to turn into, it could become that spiteful. I'm going to give you this feedback because someone said sent out a memo saying that we're going to get feedback now. But yeah, and this is just yeah, yeah. my subjective opinion. Right. Um, that can get real dangerous and it can ruin relationships real fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, to wrap up, feedback, it's going to be the theme of 2020, I think, for Crema. Um, 2021. We're oh
1: in gosh. 2021. <laughs> I know. I know. Whole
0: nother year. <laughs> uh, I'm still at home. I'd love to get back to the office. We'll get there. Um mm. The yeah, feedback is going to be a big theme for us. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring you along that journey, the listener or over the podcast along this journey with us, um, because we have a long way to go. We we have some things that we need to, to work on doing, setting examples, trying it out, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, hopefully listening to our own feedback loops. Um, and then as our team grows, I mean, we're getting close to that 50 mark. How do we create a culture where even people that are getting onboarded to Crema are, that's one of the first things they learn is, hey. Welcome to Crema, uh, where you're gonna learn and grow. So expect that it's gonna happen. How does that happen? Let's well, do this thing we call radical feedback. Um, and so, or candid feedback, or can, whatever we're gonna call it, you know? Um, so I'm excited to to press into this more and really just start practicing it. So probably right after this episode, I might ask you, Dan, you know, hey, was I, was I clear on uh, the part where I gave the four A's? Or did I ramble around it, you know? You don't I'll have to give me
1: feedback you, I, now. I will care personally while I while I challenge you directly.
0: All right. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Dan, it's, it's good chatting with you today.
1: Good chatting with you. Bye. See ya.
0: This episode
1: of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Gaddy Caton. Julie Branson and Alexa Alfonso our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart
0: people of product is brought to you by crema a digital product agency we believe that creativity technology and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive learn more at crema.us